My regrets look just like texts I shouldn't send And I got neighbors that more like strangers We could be friends I just need a way out Of my head I'll do anything for a way out Welcome to the Kobe Show. Take two. How you doing? My name is Kobe Bryant. Pleasure to meet you. Kobe Bryant. From Philadelphia slash Italy. Mamba Kobe. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. That's my goal. In every game, I try to learn something new and add it into my game. And you know, All-Star Weekend, I learned a lot of new things from a lot of different players. People were nice to you. Oh, yeah, they helped me out. You know, they, they received me with open arms. Everybody will. Your career is just blossoming like a tulip coming up in the spring. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Say hello to your family. I will. All right. He's something, huh? What a smile. On the Lakers Basketball Network. Well, he might be only 18 years years of everybody screaming to pass the ball on the last night. They're like, don't pass it. <laughs> this, has been, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant. I'm 17 years old. I have the hunger, the motivation, and the desire be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He worked day and night, 
every day for years and years and years and years and years. And as time went on, 20 years had passed. And he felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. But he realized that's what makes true greatness. Well, the story would be about transformation of a kid looking inwardly to then growing up and understanding the importance and the power he's looking out with. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself and you were able to reach that goal and to knock it down. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I don't think about it. Because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing, because you can always go back and do it again. So it loses its flavor, it's, it loses its, its beauty. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. To be able to have the power to go back and re-experience those things is, it's silly to me. When you take that jersey off for the final time, how do you think you're gonna feel? Very at peace with it, and um, I'm very thankful you know, for the for the 20 years that I've had, and um, ready to go. That's the loss of husband and the daughter. Fuck 24/7. I'm going 24/8. Yeah. Fuck 24-7, I'm going 24-8 That's magic, and he know what it took to be great 41-5 rings and it still ain't adding up What? Was in LA when that happened, hit boy, track it up God, send me a sign, I'm outside looking up I was caught side when you scored 60 Now you in heaven with my nigga from the 60s Black Mamba, neighborhood Nipsey That's the type of love you throw and it come back like a Frisbee Kobe with the fro Kobe with the lineup, torn Achilles, limping to the free throw line, yeah. I cherish the moments I seen you go at Brian, but my favorite moment seeing you jumping in Shaq's arms. Yeah, ain't no realer than that. Turn to a blank page, Kobe could fill it with stats. As I shed tears, chugging his Hennessy back. What you doing, people dying? God ain't sending them back. Question everything. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I feel like I've been waiting for a long time to not just say that, but to to say it to y'all, to the grown folks. So we back. We back. How's everybody? Back. How's everybody doing? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll let y'all go first. Well, I think uh, for, for listeners sake, uh, those of y'all that have been rocking with us since day one, y'all know that we haven't taken a week off ever. No. So yeah, that was that. And the day we were supposed to record, um, was a 24 hours removed from the untimely events, and I wasn't coming in here to talk about nothing important. Yeah, he sent that text. He was like, "I don't even, I don't even know what we're gonna talk about." He's like, "You know, 
and star being you know the 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 powerful woman that she is she was like well let's have a kobe sode um and i think in the moment she was just trying to be a team player but i don't think any of us necessarily had it in us to come in here and really put into words what we were feeling in that moment or really even like you know we were in a, a point of straight mourning no uh i mean there there's there's uh there's a light at the end of this tunnel there always is um there's things to be remembered there's things to be happy about there's things to be joyful about um but in that moment i was just struggling to find those things so i was more i was just still in shock man probably until about Wednesday or Thursday last week, I started, you know, to feel again. Um, and then Friday was like the first time I had laughed in like six days. I mean, and it's just crazy. You you brought this up right now, but we we probably would have not recorded after Nip passed. I think he passed on an off week, so we had six days to kind of soak everything in. Because uh, that was a rough week for me, I remember. So yeah. had, had we had to like come back, I would have been like, nah. And so even like when, you know, we were kind of scrambling to figure out what we were going to do, I was just like, it's not the time, you know what I mean? And for the, you know, the clarity for me was like, you know what, we can miss a week for this because everyone's hurting right now. I mean, I, my whole routine was jacked up. I normally listen to podcasts. I just listen to music. I mean, if if you could, because there was some reminders even in the music. Um, are we going to do an intro or can I just tell them who we are? Uh, yeah, you just tell them who we are. Uh, just so for those of y'all, maybe first time listeners, this is Grown Folks Business Podcast. To my left, I have. I was just going to say just Chris. So. <laughs> <laughs> Normal ass Carl with and, a K. And to my right, I have. Just Chris Starr. And I'm Big Mouth Season. Together we form uh, Grown Folks Business Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to talk about merch right now. Yeah. Um, and if y'all need to find us, y'all, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but I'm just thankful for y'all um, because, Carl, you brought up a good point um, outside of the podcast is that I think I mean, and this is not to take ownership over anybody else's fandom or what they might be going through through this experience. Um, but I feel like for those of us who grew up in L.A. or spent any significant time in L.A. Mm-hmm. or claim L.A. to be home, even for a period of time, it hit a little bit different, you know um star i know that this weekend we were both in la yeah um and i was a little uh yeah i was a little ambivalent about what i was gonna do when i came to the city but you couldn't you couldn't miss it every mark every marquee doesn't matter if it was a car dealership a casino down did you take the five or the 405 well doesn't the five turn into the 405 you could stay on the five Five or go on the five i definitely took the 405 because i knew that's where i was gonna get the most action um and, you know, I drove down to go to Staples Center. Um, I had been on the fence about whether or not I wanted to go because part of it was like, <coughs> when you go, you're fully acknowledging that this is real. Mm-hmm. And um, I was on the fence. And then uh, my friend Tiffany had actually posted that they were getting ready to clear the area. And I sat down and I was like, I can't not go. Yeah. Like, I have way too much love for him. You know, when you're from L.A., Kobe wasn't a basketball player. He was family. Mm-hmm. Like he was at all of our houses over the week. Yeah. For Sunday dinners, mm-hmm. Christmases. Like he was there. He was a family member. Yeah. It was so much deeper than this great basketball player. Um, you know, I remember my first Kobe jersey. Yeah. Like, um, my dad got my brother Shaq and he got me Kobe. I remember that. 
Um, you know, it's all of these things start running through your head. And when, when I heard on Sunday, I was with a group of people who weren't from LA, so they didn't have the connection. And when somebody said it, everybody was like, dang, that sucks. And it was kind of like, wow, shock, but like a very clear, we'll get over it. I had to like bolt and get away from the group. And I was like in shambles. Like it was, it's still, I, I haven't not cried a day since he died. Yeah. Like literally have not gone. I cried today. Yeah, me too. I, I do um a presentation every other week. And when I do presentations, I try to connect with the audience by making random connections to whatever the material is. So on this particular uh, slide, it's about having strength in numbers. And so I always make a correlation between the Golden State Warriors, whose slogan was strength in numbers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, stronger together. And so... I always say, like, anybody watch NBA? We get different hands than other questions. And I'm like, it hasn't been the same since Kobe retired, but I'm still getting over that. I had to give that presentation today. My voice starts shaking. I feel knots in my stomach. And I I had rehearsed this because I've been doing it like clockwork for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so I rehearsed it. And I still was, like, about to break down in front of 71 people today mm. about this. And luckily I didn't have the net, but like it was that woven into our lives. Like, and you know, I think Shaq said it. You don't see this happen to NBA, uh, NBA stars and legends. They live. Well, I was, I was reading, I don't even want to call it a stat, just a fact. Since the original dream team. So 92. I I'm blanking on the year. Carl, you want to look it up? Maybe since the original dream team. So let's just say a while ago, right? Who have we lost since then? I don't think anyone. Except, except for, for our man. Nobody. So, We've always seen them get old. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be our Bill Russell. He was supposed to walk out with his cane and talk trash to the youngsters. Kobe was likely going to be a billionaire in his lifetime. He was likely going to be the owner of either or both an NBA and a WNBA franchise. He had a daughter that looked to have the talent level to be the female equivalent of him in in the sister sport. Um, Kobe Kobe was probably the only other player besides Jordan that was going to have a a team Kobe. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Team Jordan, Mm -hmm. where he handpicked certain players to be Team Jordan. Like, Kobe had a, a, a Mamba conglomerate that included some of our greats right now, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Russell Westbrook, um, Kyrie Irving. Carmelo. Uh, I think he was Team Jordan originally. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it it leaves a big void um, just as, as a fan of sports. But then I think Kobe was even, for a lot of people, people were just a fan of the man, of the person, of the trials and tribulations that he had been through and gone through and overcome. Like Kobe wasn't perfect at all you know what i mean there's there's a there's a good number of people who at one point i would say to themselves or say they were kobe dislikers because of maybe some of the incidents that took place off of the court and he had to live with that he had to own that Mm -hmm. but i think that more often than not what we got to see from kobe was an imperfect human that always strived for perfection and did amazing things and did incredible things i lost a lot of money to kobe through the years that's your fault yeah and i learned his last championship i learned not to bet against him anymore yeah 
I mean, I, I, I mean, it's like you know that 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 thought of like you know older men playing checkers and you know the guys that you come out every Saturday to the park and then your your nemesis or the guy you play against is gone. Like that was the feeling that I had. You know what I mean? Because I loved to hate his game at mm-hmm. the time, not because he was trash, because mm-hmm. he's if not top two, he's number one. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my book, but I always would put LeBron James in that conversation mm-hmm. and, you know, to play devil's advocate with people. But I knew in my heart, like, how good he was and how hard he worked. Um, and it's crazy how, like, he touches everyone's lives. You know what I mean? Like, we were just talking about his impact in L.A. We're talking about his impact in the States. But, you know, I was telling Star when I, you know, when I called her, like, you know, there's guys in China and Japan that wear full-on basketball basketball <laughs> uniforms. You top go to bottom. top to bottom, and they gonna wear a Jordan. They are gonna mm-hmm. wear an Iverson, and they definitely gonna wear a Kobe Bryant. It's one. true, and you're not gonna miss that yellow anywhere. Well, it, it was just like the little Filipino ladies uh, that that one of the little Filipino ladies that used to work with us. She retired, and she invited some of her friends that weren't from the office to her retirement party. And she used to, you know, and, and and in the moment, I used to think to myself, like, this, this is the only black person you know. It's Kobe. Because she, look, look, this is the guy I was telling you. He looks like Kobe. I don't look like, nothing like Kobe. I wish I, could, I wish I could be that handsome. My brother I, looks like Kobe. I don't, I don't look nothing like Kobe. But in that moment, I, I it, it didn't fully register until here recently that I was, like, kind of, like, recounting the story to myself. It wasn't that I actually looked like Kobe. That was her way of, like, saying, like, well, this is, like, the the, the top level of of black man to me you know what i mean this guy that just <laughs> represents so much and i'm gonna give you this compliment and i was like oh okay i'm rolling like i yeah. get i i get it now it's like maybe your frame of reference doesn't make it so that you know a good number of black people that you could be like oh he kind of looks like this dude but i'll take kobe i'll take kobe any day even if it was a false comparison i want you to read this story because you're a better reader than me uh jamar was actually uh, a former guest on our show um he's also an nfl football player but i want you to read this story real quick it's in the caption okay um this is jamar yes okay so this is jamar taylor uh nfl cornerback um quick story i know some of you guys may not even care but who cares i remember one early morning workout at stars so stars underscore socal i'm assuming that's a gym yeah uh jason david and ryan kelly had myself and the white shoe bandit that's an at um, up early for workouts. I think we got into the gym at 5 a.m. As we walked in the gym, lights were already on. Music was already blasting. As we both wiped the sleep out of our eyes, um, somebody had to go to the restroom. He walked out fully awake at this point. I looked at him and asked, what happened? He said, bro, Kobe's in the restroom. Weird, I know. But as someone who idolized Kobe, I wanted to go say what's up. Playing it cool, though. We just waited. Thank you, Jamar. Um, a few minutes later. I, no, I was going to say, yeah. I see your shoes. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about it. You ain't got to wash your hands. Uh, In fact, please don't. <laughs> um, a few minutes later, Kobe walks out the restroom, and we both said, what's up? Um, I'm assuming his friend's name is Asa, A-S-A. Um, asked Kobe, what was his favorite team? He said, the Eagles. We both laughed because at the time, the Eagles weren't very good. As usual, I started talking crazy. Kobe, I'll give you buckets, etc. He just laughed it off. Fast forward, we finished our run within the hour, and as we looked, as we looked up, Kobe Bryant was still working, conditioning, then seeing the chiropractor and another therapist. Nate, and then he'd go back to working. 
we moved. Well, he named like four different people, but I'm not following who these people are. But it sounds like Kobe had was working the out, team. was then met with the conditioning coach, then met with the chiropractor, and then met with one other person, and then went back to work. The only reason I can ascertain this is because we all know about the mama mentality. We moved on to our next phase, which was lifting, and Kobe was still working. As we finished, uh, as we finished our course, Kobe was still going. Now shooting threes. Kobe finished at about 8 a.m. I want to say. But I could be off. But the only reason he finished is so that he could go take his daughters to school before recovering, then getting back to work. A small encounter showed me how I wanted to be a player, but also a father. Or how I wanted to be as a player, but also as a father. The life of an athlete makes it hard for us to be at home. But during the off season and season, um, we make sacrifices that are needed in order to be in the lives of our kids. Kobe, I want to thank you for not only showing me what greatness and hard work looks like, but also what a dope father looks like. A simple what's up conversation went a long way. I can sit here all day and explain how much uh, watching you meant the world to us. A simple I'd give you buckets made us feel like uh, we knew you. May our prayers be with Vanessa, the Altobli family, the Mauser family, and the Chester family, and the Zobayan family. Rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi. That was a good tribute. I oh, like that. Uh, that was a really good story, too. I mean, I just, the work ethic, man. You know what I mean? It's just like, like there's so many guys that get into that position and, and then they stop working. You know what I mean? Coming out of high school, you know, I, I remember them talking like he didn't have such a really good first year, but he just kept working. Shaq told a story of how the coach was uh, one of the coaches back in the day. They were going through, like, like team game plans and stuff, and they said Kobe was just – air dribbling at full speed you know what I mean just like just staying ready and and always trying to you know get that edge over his opponents and I just look at it for me too like I I work hard and we got so many leaders in our black community you know what I mean that show us what hard work looks like and we get those payoffs from those you know from 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 that hard work you know I think that you know his his work ethic and that that mentality that mamba mentality that he stamped on his own it's going to be something that's going to stick with us for the rest of our lives. I know that for sure. You know, he's really impacted our generation. And beyond work ethic, the thing that I looked up to the most was his loyalty to the Lakers. You do not find players very often who stay with the same team their entire career. Not in this era. And so that was always so big to me. Like the good times, the bad times, threatening to leave. <laughs> rearranging the teams like he stayed through it all and to me that was um you know that's what made him la to me and he acknowledged that too because i that uh portion of the interview that i played at the beginning of the podcast was him and uh chick hearns uh, rest in peace um and he made a comment and he said you know you got about 19 20 years ahead of you now because yeah. you know he had graduated high school and came yeah. straight to the league and this was during the time that he had played in his first all-star game um, and he kind of looked and he said, yeah, 19 to 20 sound about right. Um, and it was it was a storied 19 to 20. You know what I mean? Like three, uh, a three peat back to back championships, a multitude of teammates playing with, you know what I mean? Having that year playing with the multiple Hall of Famers and losing to the Pistons, having those off years where they said that he gave up in the playoffs against the Suns in game seven, uh, threatening to leave the team, Paul Gasol coming to the team. And then we were like, Paul, Paul, you just look at him. You're like, Paul, but, but, yeah? 
but he made it work and then and then finally and i think this is something that probably the the, the truest kobe fans uh, got to appreciate is he found a friend we got to see kobe for the first time like have have somebody that it looked like he trusted to be like his his, his basketball partner so you know what i mean like we even saw the the growth of kobe not just as a player but as a person yeah. like i remember remember the vino years Remember when they were calling when his nickname was Vino because they were saying he was aging like fine wine. Yeah, I actually don't remember that. That's so right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's Kobe. where LeBron started saying Vino is damn self. Yeah, so it's <laughs> gotta like, be a glass of Vino. <laughs> and then I think the most important thing that we got to see from a basketball standpoint, and Kobe did so many way more important things, um, was the passing of the torch. Is that one of the knocks on Kobe was that he his stature was too big to allow the Lakers to be anybody else's team but Kobe's team. But we saw in his last tweet, he was all for the 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 passing of the guard to LeBron. And that's that's one of the things that I wanted to segue to is that, you know, I didn't really know how I felt in the grand scheme of things about LeBron being a Laker. And I thought him coming to the Lakers was to restore this championship feeling. But after these tragic events, I truly realized why God placed him on this team. And why is that? It was because the the world and the, the Lakers and the NBA and basketball fans and Kobe fans mm-hmm. or however you they needed somebody to be a strong leader in this moment. Yeah. And could you imagine if the Lakers if LeBron was on any other team? If the, it was a Laker team of a year and a half, two years and, ago. And they had to terrible. then come you know what I mean? Like that that night when they came out, they they they, they postponed the Clipper game, and then they played against the Trailblazers and they lost that game. But I don't care. Because that 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 memorial in the beginning of the game, hearing LeBron come out there and talk and really speak speak words that only he, as the true new ambassador of the NBA, could do, was just powerful. Yeah, I couldn't hear that from Kyle Kuzma. No, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 the reality of the situation is, it wouldn't have even resonated the same if LeBron was doing it in a different jersey. Yeah. He did it in a Kobe jersey. Or even at the time period that when it happened. I, I just the events just leading up to it. I mean, he had just passed him on mm-hmm. the all time list. He had just tweeted out congratulations. I mean, to- my pastor walked in talking trash to us about LeBron talk, uh, passing Kobe that morning. Yeah. Sunday morning. That's what made it wild. Like, he was like, that's why he passed him. Like, because it was normal for us to have Kobe LeBron conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And then. This. Well, my mom texted me, and when she texted me, I was like, "If she knows, this got to be real." Well, and 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 no, you bring you bring up a great point because I've been having these. I mean, I've been wearing my jerseys, and my you see, I got the shirt on right now. I feel like Kobe. Um, I've been wearing my jerseys and all my my Kobe Bryant gear pretty much nonstop, and just the random people that have come up to me, and we haven't like some people, yeah. they're not even sharing words. This lady at the, the day after I was in the gym in my jersey and I hadn't seen some of the images from the actual crash. Mm. And they kept flashing them on the TV and I was running on the treadmill and I kind of like lost track of time. And then I realized that I was crying. And as I'm getting ready to leave the gym, this lady pulls me on the jersey and I got the headphones in. I don't even get an opportunity to take them out. She just gives me a hug. As she's hugging me, it was another white dude that seen her hugging me and he came and got him some. I just had three people hug together. I, and, and That's you, crazy. We did not use words. Yeah, there were no words shared. Don't the lady them. wiped a tear and then went on about her workout and let me go on about the rest of my day. Yeah, just just the 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 amount of people that I just realized. Like, my dad's not even a basketball fan. He got a Mamba Owl shirt. Yeah, 
My dad, I've never seen him root for any, uh, not one basket. And when he came in the other day, he had that Mamba Al shirt. I was like, okay. Like, I, I, I see the impact now. So yeah, And, like, we grew up Laker fans. Like, we didn't have a choice. I have all these photos from, like, toddler age range of my daddy in, like, full-blown Laker gear, head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, we didn't have a choice. But, you know, Kobe gave us our reason to love the Lakers. And um, it hit my family hard. It hit my whole family hard. I um after I heard, I picked up the phone and I called my dad, and he was like, "Hey, Missy," and he said it through like a sigh, and I just said, "Daddy," and he said, "I know." It was done, and you know, our our whole family is really crushed by this. Um, it's it's, and you you, I have to say the the part that actually gave me the most comfort, and I. I think it's it's strange and it's weird, but when I first found out he he had passed, I felt for Gigi. That was the first person who came to my mind. I was like, oh my God, how is that little girl going to go on? Mm. And then when I found out she was on the plane, I just, I excelled a little bit. I just, whew, like, okay, she doesn't have to deal with that. Mm. Like, it was comforting because... Even seeing the photos, seeing their interaction, my dad talks to me the way Kobe talked to her mm-hmm. at games. Anything like, oh, you see, that's why you can't do this because you got to run this play. And blah, blah, blah. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and you know, cra- unlike Gigi, I don't have no idea what he's talking about. And it's crazy like- to hear you describe that because I know exactly what clip you're talking. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we've seen it so we've much, seen it, yeah. and it became a viral meme mm-hmm. two weeks before. Yeah. And, you know, my that was like, so that's me and my dad personified. Now, we didn't have the basketball thing in common. My dad was a great basketball player. He coaches now. But I was just like, if that gave me comfort, I won't even finish saying what I was thinking. But it just gave me so much comfort to know that she went with him. Now, obviously, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Natalia and Bianca and Capri. I, and I remember when he retired. And Bianca was a baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, you know, if I was Natalia and Gigi, I'd be feeling a little salty because they're going to get their daddy for real. Yeah. That's, you know, you bring up a good point, too, because he, he even retired well. You know what I mean? Like, the man won an Oscar. He had the ESPN. Now, I, I, I never got ESPN detail. Like, I watched one of them. Yeah. I think it was on Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is why I don't play basketball. Like, the way he broke down the mm-hmm. game, I was like, he sees it. In a different way, but I get what you're saying, Star. It's like, you know, the 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 oldest is seventeen. Yeah, I think so. Sixteen, seventeen. And and Gigi was eleven 13. to thirteen. All right. And it's like you went thirteen years, seventeen years, or at the time, ten years and and, and fourteen years knowing my dad d- did nothing but basketball. No, he was present. I won't say he did nothing but basketball. Yeah, but I'm just but saying. he was still traveling. He was still, you know, that's the reason why he took helicopters. Right. He said, he missed a play or something, and he was like, oh, I can't miss another big moment, so I'm just going to fly this 15-minute route back and forth. But he was still 100% dedicated to basketball. Yeah. And you experienced three and a half, four years of dad, like, being at home, yeah. you know what I mean, and being present. Mm-hmm. And you said something when I called you where it was like, you know, the youngest daughter will never know what it's like to have, you know, her dad around mm-hmm. only through other people's yeah. eyes. You know what I mean? And so – I think that's that's what's misfortunate, and and I don't want to be inconsiderate because even what's going on with the other families, I just I feel for them. 
So with that being said, I was actually going to get to that because I do feel like a lot of, I mean, not, I think the, the majority of the spotlight has been on Kobe and Gigi, but there were uh, seven other people who lost their lives. So I just want to say their names right now and then we'll take a moment of silence um, because lives were lost. Families are affected and will be forever affected by this tragedy. Um, and differently than um, your typical tragedies, which aren't, I would, wouldn't say that there aren't any better, they now uh, forever have to live with the infamy of Kobe Bryant's death being attached to the death of their loved ones. Um, so the pilot, Ara Zobayan, um, there was a mother and a daughter, Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser. Mauser was a, a girls basketball coach at a near, uh, nearby private elementary school. Um, John Al Altabelli and his wife, Carrie, and their daughter, Alyssa. And then as we previously mentioned, Gianna Bryant and Kobe Bryant. Let's take a moment of silence real quick. I counted off eight seconds. There we go. Kobe would like it that way. Okay. Um, I don't want this to all be uh, sadness because, you know, at, at this point, we got to celebrate that, man. We got we were fortunate to have 41 years of Kobe Bryant. And we were lucky enough that from a fan perspective, that we got him as early as we could get him, age yeah. 18. And for the majority of those 41 years, he dedicated himself to being one of the greatest athletes that we'll, we might ever see in this lifetime. Um, so do we have an anecdote or a favorite Kobe moment that you'd like to share? Star, I'll start with you. I have a number. I have three. Can I give all three? Absolutely. We could do whatever you want for Kobe. Okay, at least three. More might come up. Um. So the first one, uh, he was endorsed. I'm going to go four. Sorry. He was endorsed by Sprite. Okay. And I remember it was this whole like rap commercial and his, the rap for his clips started Kobe Bryant slam dunk giant. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the rest of the rap, but I just remember that part because I was like, that is so dope. So that's one. Number two, the unveiling of the prototype Adidas commercial. Okay. Uh, where he was like, this is my new shoe prototype. And he like lifted this box, but the commercial faded right before we could see anything. And my brother and I paused that video so many times trying to uh, get a glimpse of the shoe. It turned out the shoe was pretty ugly, but it was a really exciting moment for all of us while he unveiled his Adidas shoe. Everybody associates him with Nike and Mamba. Re but Real Hoopers remember that solid uh, silver it shoe. It looked like a rocket. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. It was an ugly shoe. It was terrible. It was an ugly shoe. But we were like, oh, the prototype. <laughs> but it was a Kobe. <laughs> ah, the prototype. Number three, he was actually um, not the star of this memory. And in fact, it's a little low-key disrespectful. But y'all remember the Shaq rhyme? Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. I do remember. <laughs> I do remember. That still goes down as one of my favorite Kobe moments. Uh, and finally, on court. Um, the moment I will just, I mean, there's so many on court moments, but this one will always just stick with me. And he simply said, you can't guard me. Mm. To Shane Battier. Mm. 
And you that's can't all, guard and that's, me. And that's all Shane could do was play defense. I was gonna say, and he was an elite <laughs> defender. Right. He shot a few you threes. You can't guard but me. Other than that, he was he was that's all he was there for was defense. Star, was this what you were talking about? Was that the one? Yeah. Okay. I remember this. That's the only reason I brought it up because there's like a gang of square commercials. Right. Obey yeah. your thirst, y'all. So you can't guard me. Top hands down. My favorite Kobe moment, you can't guard me. It's a motto for life. I like it. Carl? I enjoy seeing him off the court. So when him and LeBron got together for the Olympics and LeBron went into that whole skit of how he was and he would throw his ISO, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tuck his shirt in just like my dad do. <laughs> who was that who was just clowning about that? Somebody... Mm. Or it was a video. They tuck their shirt in. They're like, hey, guys, we're Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, no. That, that's the same video he was talking oh, about. It was? Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was when they were, wherever the Olympics were that oh, yeah, year. That was LeBron. Yeah, yeah, they was eating. And I was, but, but to me, it was just cool to see them like like together. Because, you you know, we see them on the court. They don't really talk that much. You know what I mean? Especially after they high five and then it's like game time. But to see them really enjoy each other. It's like, yo, us as fans, like we don't we don't get to the point where we get we we enjoy our legends in the moment. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's always, oh, well, this player did this in this era. And this play and it's like, yo, they're not really worried about that. They really friends outside the court, you know, off and on the court. LeBron said even before he passed, he had called him before he got on his flight to Philly. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Kobe even uh Shaq said that he hadn't talked to Kobe in a long time, mm-hmm. but he was still in contact with his son. You know what I mean? He he was a really genuine person despite, you know, having that mentality of I'm going to eat you alive today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and as and, long as you ain't on the menu, you good. And it touched me when they said that um like when players were legitimately hurt, Kobe be the first one to shoot you a text and be like, "Oh, you going to be back out there." Mm. And hearing that from a guy that tore his Achilles and you know had, you know, numerous injuries that he played through, I mean, that would just lift my spirits. You know what I mean? Like that's that's big right there. So yeah, my but my favorite moment is definitely that Olympic team and you know LeBron, you know joking around with him and stuff like that. I I, I enjoyed that for sure. On the mm. court moments, he broke my heart a lot, so I don't have anything. <laughs> Did y'all see Jordan Clarkson's interview? No, what do you say? They were because they were asking you know about memories. He was like, yeah, one time Kobe told me I was playing like a light skinned dude. And then I needed to drive to the hole like a dark skin dude. <laughs> oh no! And then, do you remember the the post the post game interview when he said that during the game? No. He he had gone up and he had went for a layup and it got blocked. <laughs> Kobe made the comment to him. Oh, I do remember. And then that. he went up and he jammed on somebody. And in the post game interview, they asked him about that play specifically, and they was like, "So what was going through your mind when you did that?" He was like, "Well, Kobe told me that I was out there playing like a light skinned dude, and so I just, you know, <laughs> and went for up. non-black people, they were probably like, what does that mean? What does that mean?'" Yo, what was the moment when he took off everybody's shoes? Nick Young mentioned that in his tweets. He because I guess they lost the game, and he like literally took everybody's Kobe's. Like you don't deserve to wear these. Y'all suck. Y'all suck. So, so I, I'll I'll transition into my favorite Kobe Please. moments. So Kwame Brown relays a story about how Kobe came into the locker room, and he said, "I don't even know why y'all stretching." 
I ain't passing none of y'all the ball. <laughs> Later that night, he scored 81 points. Oh, man. I ain't passing the I, I can remember a time That was where, against the Raptors, huh? That was against the that was against the Raptors and Jalen Rose specifically. Sorry, Jalen. I can remember a time Jaylen? where where he huh? Jalen? Jalen Rose. It was against Jalen Rose. Yeah. I can remember a time where he played like Jalen owns it. I don't feel like it was that long ago. That's why I'm like, dang, Jalen ain't played it forever. It didn't seem like that long ago. I can remember a time where he played one on one basketball against uh Shad Moss. Popularly known as Bow Wow. You just don't know the and, way you move so fast. And caught nine rebounds in a row <laughs> before shooting a shot to win the game against him. I remember the pump fake where Matt Barnes thought he was going to flinch. Mm, that's he, the best. And he didn't flinch. He knew blink. I remember the three dagger threes against, I believe that was Portland, where one of them he pump faked in the middle of the air while he left his feet and they went in. Um, but if I had to pick an all-time favorite Kobe moment, it was something that I didn't know how it was going to make me feel until I saw it. And it was seeing Kobe really go out the way that we always would remember him as a winner, hitting the game winner, yeah, scoring 60 points against the Utah Jazz in his final game and coining the term Mamba out. <laughs> Did you hear about the story with Gordon Hayward when he was on that team? No. So Kobe was. Oh, no, no, no. I did. Where he he was at 59 points and the dude had so much respect for him that he put his lane or he put his foot in the middle of the uh, free throw lane when he was shooting it just in case he missed it so that he'd get another shot at scoring a perfect. That's crazy. (laughs) That's that's like just much respect, man. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't even know that until like after they they talked about everything. I know. I think after the, you know things had taken place, um, a lot of stories came out from a lot of players about experiences um, that they were having. Kyrie Irving uh, relays the story when the when the when the Cavaliers were down three one in the finals and nobody had <laughs> ever come back from three one, and he said he called Kobe. Kobe mm-hmm. gave him some advice, and then after they won Game Seven, he called him. He said it worked. <laughs> it worked. You was right. It worked. Um, so and th- the best part about Kobe, like you posted, you tweeted, Cease, that they were showing his last game on, was it a Monday night mm-hmm. or Tuesday night? Monday night. And I tuned in and I watched it and I was sobbing, 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 but I still felt so much joy. Yeah. And at the, the core of what Kobe did and brought to the game, it was joy. Kobe, he gave you a reason to smile. He gave you a reason to, to believe. He gave you a reason to strive for more. He gave you a reason to, you know, not let the haters stop you from doing your thing. Uh, shout out to Kevin G of Mean Girls. But he he just gave so much and he left so much. And, you know, it's always a beautiful thing, you know, when people, you know, mourn the loss of a good life, but also have such beautiful memories to share. I agree. And it wasn't like where a lot of people pass and we didn't tell them we loved them before. I think you were getting on this season when we were talking. LA showed Kobe love yeah. well before he died. From day one. And from day one all the way to 20 times 365 yeah, and then beyond some. LA showed Kobe love from day one through and through after and then it just magnified. I won't even say it magnified. It just intensified in one space after he passed. Well, you got to think about it. Any other team in the league 
that gets LeBron James as a player, that's all they want to talk about. We was kind of like, well, I mean, that's cool, but, but he what, Kobe. like, yeah, we, we need to hear what Kobe say first. <laughs> Fearless like, leader. Liz, what Co- say you about Co- Kobe? You cool after, with this? After Kobe tweeted about LeBron, I was like, all right, he, we'll accept him. I still don't trust him to make no game with a shot, but what? Yeah, Co- Kobe said it was all right. Kobe, Kobe has spoken. Um, oh man, I love that guy. I'm so glad to just be able to to have a platform to sit here and say, you know what? I'm gonna spend this first twenty. I don't know how long we've been going. Forty five. Forty five. Don't even about, matter. And it it literally seems like we've only been talking for a hot second. New um, listeners, sorry, you just got to deal with it. We love Kobe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so with 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 those things being said, is there anything that we'd like to share about Kobe before we try to stumble through an ep- actual podcast episode? I said everything I had to say. Star. I will always love Kobe. He will always have a special place in my heart, my family's heart, the heart of LA, the fabric of this country, and even the world. And I am forever grateful that I simply got to observe greatness in front of my eyes and grow with greatness along with him. So it will always be love when it comes to Kobe, always and forever. I love him. So, and you know, again, Rest in peace to everyone who passed. I, I mourn that we won't get to see Gianna develop into the amazing athlete that she was, but even she has touched so many lives. Absolutely. From, you know, just sharing that spotlight with her father. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all love. It's nothing but love. We are going to get through this. It will be difficult in days to come, I'm sure. Um, but it's... Yeah, it's all love. It's all love. So that's all. It's all love for Kobe. Um, and I'll I'll just I won't even say anything. I'll just cap this off with something I've been waiting to do for a long time. Kobe. Oh, <laughs> that hit God. different now. Mm-hmm. That shit hit different now. And we we've been we've been doing that since we've had a soundboard. But I'm just glad to be able to do it for the first time and have it mean so much more. Is that you know. You know, he, he he's our game winner. Fam. He's our game winner. Facts. Real quick, um, it was a heavy week. Uh I went to a funeral uh for one of my friends that passed away. Um, Everett Burgess. Um he passed away on the one twenty five in a motorcycle accident about two weeks ago. So rest I wanna say rest in peace to Everett. I heard about that. Yeah. Wow. You know, while you while you get queued up with I'm everything, ready. um it's one of those things where like after, you know, the events had taken place, I mean, I went to that funeral Wednesday, Kobe passed, you know, that Sunday, and me and Everett, you know, we had, you know, our differences the last time that he and I spoke. Randomly, he went to Mount Miguel, he's older than I was, by the time I went to Fresno, he knew my cousin, they met up there, and I met Everett in Fresno, and then he lived with me for about a year, and, you know, we just let a lot of dumb, Jason Williams said this, we let a lot of dumb shit, like, get between us. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I look back, me and Everett were fighting over $300. And I let that ruin, you know, a friendship. And I never got a chance to apologize for how I acted an ass, you know, in that moment. You know what I mean? And so I figured the least I could do was show up to this man's funeral, pay my respects and everything. And I got a chance to see a lot of people I haven't seen, you know, in a long time. And it's it's just crazy. Like, you celebrate a life and then you also celebrate how that life intertwined your life mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people that you, you know, you haven't seen or a lot of people that, you know, you just shared a moment with. You know what I mean? So 
I just want to start living more. You know what I mean? I really do. And and a moment's notice, I mean, just thinking about the, you know, these two incidents, these were people that, you know, probably had plans to do something the next day. Mm-hmm. And you just never know. So I just personally just want to start living more. I'm rolling. And so. to piggyback on that, I want to start loving more. Like I want to eliminate things that I dislike or that I hate or that I don't do or that I don't really mess with that. Um, because I, I, I again after after this I can't even look at sports the same because one of my favorite arguments to have yesterday. was well, who's the greatest of all time? Because like at this point I don't really care. And I tweeted it. I know you saw it. Clippers, let it go. Okay. You will never be LA's team, <laughs> especially not now. All right, so we're just going. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a joke. I don't even know if it's time yet. So let's just get to the episode. So maybe, maybe we could end this episode with some some laughs and some banter. There you go. <laughs> Questions by Cease. Static by Cease. The first question is why sell like that? Yeah, it's popping. <laughs> Literally. That was good, Carl. It's popping. That was very petty of you. All right, so with some of the, uh, just staying on the subject matter for at least one of these questions, um, you know, we've been, what would I say? We, we've we been experiencing some, lo- you know, a, a, a high magnitude loss. Carl, you just mentioned that, you know, you had a, a friend that you lost, you know, a couple of days previous to Kobe's passing. Obviously, the world shows itself to be affected by Kobe's actual passing. So, you know... Are you guys, do you guys ever give any thought to like being worried about what your legacy will be when you're gone? All the time. Tell me more. Um, so I concluded that Kobe and I share one of the same strengths. Okay. And that is significance. Okay. And it's funny because when we met with our strengths coach, uh, Mark, who I saw today, he said to say, uh, tell y'all hi. Hey, uh, Mark. Uh, so when I talked to Mark, he said, when you're young and immature, your strength of significance looks like me, me, me. How do I propel myself forward? How do I rate, like, how do I get that spotlight? How do I earn the, the accolades? But as you mature and get older, it becomes about impact and what you'll do for the world and how you'll leave your mark and your legacy. So uh, tying that back to Kobe, obviously, we saw his transition mm-hmm. from being like, me, 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 I run the show, I run the show, to like shifting to how I'm going to impact the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I absolutely think about my legacy and what um, and what I'll, I'll leave. Um, up until I, I changed my stat at work, one of my favorite quotes, and I'm going to misquote it because I don't think I have it written down in this planner is, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I want to be able to say I used everything you gave me and I have nothing left. That's the the gist of it. And so I think about legacy all the time. And I don't think about it in terms of like, this is exactly what I want to do and what I want to be remembered for. But just like in general, I just want to be able to say that I literally used every gift and every talent God gave me and impacted people's lives for the better. That's gotcha. It. Carl, you ever give any thought to... Um, you know, if you didn't get to plan it all out and, you know, one day came before you were expecting it to that, you know, your, what, what would your legacy be? Do you ever get any thoughts of that? Um, you know, one thing that, that I do think about, I do think about like passing and like what the world will look like mm-hmm. often, I guess that comes around like just being a dad, you know what I mean? I always think about it. Shouldn't, but I mean, it, it just happens. Um, 
But I feel like in terms of like my work life, I fulfilled my purpose already in terms of work. Um, and I've been feeling like that recently in the last year. Hmm. And I think I, for the work that we do, there's so many like times where you don't hear thank you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I know that my name is on some documents that have changed people's lives forever that when they go back and they read it, you know, and, and, I, and I've written, you know, long stories about people's lives just with the work that I do that they're going to understand that, you know, I, I have fulfilled my purpose and I've helped, you know, kind of bring a little bit of peace to the world. Now, in mm. regards to like my family life, that's something that I'm always worked towards, you know, and <clears throat> everything that I've built now um, at this point, you know, it was I built what I built. I built what I could with what I had. Um, and so at the point right now, it's just like, I want to add to that, you know, at least as of right now, how I've set my life up right now, my family's going to be good. I've impacted the lives of others. You know what I mean? And if something were to happen to me, you know, I, I just feel comfortable if it were going to happen now, I'd be sad. You know what I mean? And I'm sure others would be sad, but I've done enough now to where, you know, I've impacted some people. Hmm. Okay. Um, Next question. Hold up. Oh, yeah. King. Hold up. What happened? (laughs) I'm trying not to say the N-word these days. King. (laughs) So is the N-word synonymous with King? Never mind. Never mind. Nah, King. Everybody's Kings. I I think it's just like a a casual reference point to talk about other people. So it's like you just mix one. Because I feel like when he's using the N-word to describe somebody, he's not actually calling them the N-word. It's just what he's familiar with. Yeah. Ends. (laughs) (laughs) ends um honestly i feel okay i I, you know i think i think about just in general what people think about me probably more so than i should um but if i'm just going down the line i know i'm a good son i think you know what i mean at this point in my life i know both of my parents would say that and if they don't say it that's more so on them than it is on me like i know Mm -hmm. i've been a good son i've been i was i was an okay kid but as an adult (laughs) I've truly embraced like what it means to be a son. And sometimes it's being parental to your own parents. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, to the best of my ability, I've done that and will continue to do that as long as I'm blessed with the opportunity to do so. I know I'm a good brother, my brother. And you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to, to live life and to have these milestones that you want to accomplish. um, And then to have other events take place that you weren't really expecting and say to yourself, I never knew that this would impact me in this way or that I needed this. But I've had my brother express to me how he feels about me as a brother, and, and rightfully so. Like, I feel the same way about him. So I feel like that's very, very important. Um, and to Carl's point with the work that we've done, like, I hope to be able to do it a lot longer. But if I had to stop today, I feel like I am very fortunate to be able to say that I have positively impacted a number of lives in a way that the majority of people will never have the opportunity to do. Whether it be because they never take the the chance to do it, you heard my stomach right there. I see you. Like, like, I'm over here trying to get deep in my stomach. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but I know that I've impacted people's lives in a number of different ways that just make me feel good as a person. And then um, I guess the the last prong would be as a friend. Um, and I feel like over the years I've made some really really significant friendships, and I've been able, even if it wasn't me able to uh, being able to tangibly give somebody something, just being able to say thank you for being you and having them know that it was heartfelt um, and contributing to their positive well being as well. Um, I just feel like my legacy is cemented, and at this point, I'm just trying not to. I'm trying to do things at this point not to ruin it. So I feel pretty okay with if if something was to happen to me today. 
um, that I'd have a full funeral and people would have some good things to say. Mm. You know, and I and I and I take pride in that. You know what I mean? I feel like that maybe there are some people who don't really care. They say I'm living for me, and and you know, once I'm gone, I'm gone. Um, but I think it, it it goes deeper than that. And I want even in in the time of my passing, I want things that I've said to people, ways that I've made people feel, things that I've exemplified through my work and through my actions to continue to impact people even when I'm not here. I'm definitely getting my jokes off if you go before me. What you gonna say? I don't know. I might. You know, I got some Snapchat videos of us that I just I don't even use Snapchat, but I just got them saved. I might put that in the slideshow. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we all got some contributions for each other. Uh, I was going to say, I know what I'm praying for from now on. Oh, man. Take him a day before me. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, mind you, I want us to be like a thousand years old, oh, but I man. want you to be 999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't deal with you giving that little. You know, and the worst part about it. I want him to go first. And you know what? And they're gonna ask him, Carl. You knew him pretty well. Would you? Would you mind speaking you on say, his? Will you say a few words? <laughs> he in there just turning over, and using group. all my little quotes. And I know how you're gonna end the little speech too. With that being said, because <laughs> you, you know Cece used to love to say that. Oh man! All right, next question. Uh, this is a silly question. Um, if you gotta take a poop on a date, is the date over? Nah. <laughs> not gonna lie. I wish you guys had seen his face. Nah, I thought about it because I'm a lie. I'm gonna go outside and take this phone call real quick. I'm going the other way. I'm sorry, it's an emergency. Yeah, my mom come back like my mom would not shut up. <laughs> Wait, so you, you went around the corner to do what? I'm gonna go poop. In the corner? No, I'm talking about like we, why is that why breaking is like that? that? I don't know. Is Maybe it the it's cord? The, I have no clue. Try it again. Let's see. That's nasty. Shit, now I don't want to work at all. <laughs> it went from bad to worse. Now I don't want to work at all. And boom goes the dynamite. And boom. Oh, okay, they're okay. We're back. All right, so yeah, I'm, no, I'm just saying. Like I, in my mind, I, I I'm over here telling you guys a response without even telling you what's like going on in my head. I'm out to dinner somewhere, and I would just duck off. But if I'm at my house, I don't know what. what I'll think of something. It's natural now. I I told C's I was dating this girl that used to turn on the faucet to pee. <laughs> Okay, I do that too. Sometimes. What? What's wrong with it's you? Not. It has nothing to do with concealing pee for me. What is for it? For me, I have like shy pee. So if I'm in new places or if I'm like, wait a minute, so wait, you're wait, wait. No, wait. no, no. I want her to explain this. So if you what have, is what, shy pee? No, I know what it means. So you mean to tell me that your pee won't come out if you're nervous? Yeah. If I'm in an uncomfortable place, absolutely. I used to not pee at school all day long, all through elementary middle high school so you can imagine how hard college was when it was dorm life and we were sharing i used to have to have my headphones so i can just chill and pee or number two because i don't like it so i run the faucet because it helps me like okay it helps me calm down All right. and then i can pee See, C's joke was that it happened here when i peed the first time here at the podcast palace i don't even pay attention to that but i, I heard you I'm just, playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I haven't pooped here yet. Um, but I ran the faucet. I did. <laughs> <laughs> See, he be teasing me like you was late. No, you came early so you can drop that news. Um, oh no, I was late that day too. You poop at work, sees? Uh, listen, I try not to. People make me mad when they go to the other floor. 
So, like, I know when I see people from upstairs in our bathroom, I'll be like, you just dropped a nasty one. Because <laughs> oh. you came down here to do this. Oh, wait, y'all hip? You disrespectful. Y'all yeah, hip? we hip. Oh. Every time I see you walk out the bathroom seats, I know what it is. You didn't just get back from a, a work trip. All the nasty ones is down on your on that floor anyway. I'd rather nah. They, it's built both floors is bad. But they got that big stall down there. It feel like an Airbnb. They do. Feel the ADA it stall. Is, it, is, it is big in there. <laughs> we got an ADA stall down there. I definitely get my. So do you play games or search the internet on your phone? What happened? When you go, do you like play games or search the internet on your phone? Oh, I play I be, games. I, I be sick when I when I forget the phone. <laughs> Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, because then uh, I got to. Uh, even at home, if I forget my phone or my iPad, or like if you didn't know and you sit down and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, mm-hmm. this ain't about to be hold, a quick hold, Start wait, counting wait, these but, squares. But wait, well, let, let's go back to the question, all right? So all I'm right, going to give you the exact scenario, right? Oh, on the date. So you you on a date. You go to you you go to the restaurant, and for me, I got to wash my hands before I eat. Or at least I, you know, try to be mindful of that, uh-huh. right? So say. You, the person you're on the date with goes to the bathroom and it's a unisex bathroom. Say it's a small restaurant. They go in, Aww. they poop, they leave, and then you go in right after. Are you judging them if you know they just pooped on your date? Nah. Oh, I would have to say something. The brand? The, br- the oh, brand. so you'd say something. Yeah. And you don't, but you wouldn't be worried about Y'all riding the car together or, or they took their own car? Let's say we rode in the car together. Oh, yeah. And let's I, say that, it up. Like, I'd have to be like, ooh, you look oh, lighter. Wait, Carl, so you bring you it? You look fit and slim? The, slim and trim? I'm like, your stomach hurt? <laughs> oh, no, see, you can't See, y'all are shaming, and that's why I'm asking the question. Is like, are you really going to shame somebody for something it's that's natural? It's not shaming. It's just funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, you? Okay. Hey, Slim. Like, that Jamaican food hit different, huh? I would well, no, y'all haven't home. even eaten yet. That's uh, the whole point. Oh. Like, they showed up Did this to- happen to you, Cease? Huh? Is this personal? Huh? Oh, if you can, huh? You can hear. <laughs> if you can, huh? You can huh, hear. It's nasty. He walking around. So no, listen, listen, listen. I I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna say this. So I had gone on a date. Oh shit! I knew your story was just too precise. Because usually you get those he was sit, he was sit, like, what? He was sitting just like that with a stomach hurt. Well, no, no, no. But see, and he, he got to go oh, now. Oh no! Plot twist. It wasn't me that pooped. Oh, damn. So hurt. that's why I'm asking, like, how do how do you then gauge that situation? Hey, if you was gonna get some loving that night, did you just oh, no, no, that, was gonna, oh, no, that was gonna be the other question. Is then if you know the person pooped on your date, would you let him smash later? Star, you can close your mouth. You wanna flying in there. I'm traumatized by this question. He would have to take a shower. But what if I'll wait. At your place? Go. I have some unisex soap in there. Right? You unisex. You let him, go ahead and use that white dove. You gonna let him use your towel too? I'll give him his own set of towels. <laughs> and then burn them after he wipes his ass again. So, but no, but tell no, me how my on, ass tastes. But on the like ass. <laughs> okay, but star. So you go in after him. You know he clearly just dropped a deuce in there. Are you coming back to the table with the same energy you had before you went into the restaurant? I'm coming back smirking like. Okay, because I mean, it's funny to me, like to me, it's not like disgusting unless it was like terrible. If it was like if it was on a level, I'd be like, hey, do we need to go home? Are you okay? Like, that's different from like, oh, he just it went down. Yeah, you can't just be out. Well, yeah, it can't be like, are you sick? I'll tell you what. All right. No, 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 no. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. So Star said that she would work with Boo Boo Bay. What about you? 
He would have to, but he'd Listen, have to be able to take that joke. None too. of us are above this. Above what? If you, I, but I'm about to say, relax. <laughs> None of us are above this. But if you scrape the bowl, I can't mess with you. <gasps> and that was going to be my follow up question: is like, what? Wait, what do you mean? Because he, because basically, the only reason I knew she pooped. Oh, because there was because it because it smelled like poop. But then, what if you go in there and you look in the commode? <laughs> And they 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 shot it so hard <laughs> that it skirted off the wall. That's what he No disrespect to Kobe, but I'm gonna put his photo up there on this episode. But we gonna name it Skirt on Twenty Twos. That's funny, man. So Carl, you were getting ready to say. Oh man, I was deleting stuff that I was typing. That was funny. If you scrape the bowl, fam, I just I, I don't well, why know. Why does that make a difference? Well, they be having the scrubbing brush in there, so you disrespectful. In some places, most restaurants. Wait, know. so you, you now you got to clean a public toilet? <laughs> you started on it, yes. Yeah, that's so terrible, man. Especially if it's unisex, because you know somebody <laughs> waiting for you on the outside. And you know what? That's I'd a... be in there washing my hands and moving my hands all over the stall, and so that the, the and... soap smell getting like you have to take precautions. And that's a good point. Is because, you know, sometimes I've been in restrooms where I try to be mindful of, like, all right, well, if you, Cecil, if you're going to stand here and pee in this toilet, lift the seat. But then some of them are so nasty, I'm like, I'm not touching that seat, not just even aim, with, a, aim. With, a, with a paper towel. I just went in the bathroom if, today at the gym and somebody wiped their ass and then dropped it on the side of the uh, toilet. I'm like, fam. There is pee on our floor sometimes well, at and, work. And, and those gym bathrooms are nasty because i seen somebody put boo-boo toilet paper in the urinal. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like you had <laughs> to, you have to try to he, do that. You had That's to leave even... the stall to do that. He, he left. He was like, oh, damn, I didn't even realize I had this. Oh, my God. He was God. probably in the same head as his phone, too. So, so wait, let, 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 let's just wrap this question up so That's enough about boo-boo so am, am i wrong for for never calling her back uh, she, scraped she the, boo-booed on a date star if she scraped the ball why are you going to the bathroom after her You're because no because that was the whole point if she got there and i was gonna go wash my hands she said oh where's the restroom I, i'm gonna go use it too thinking that she was going to her own restroom i go to the bathroom i say oh there's only one I'll, I'll be in a gentleman. Go ahead and do you. But Loki, I blame her too. I'd be like, oh no, she could have told me to go first. Yeah, I would be like, oh, you're just washing your hands. Like, go first, because I'm like, I'm so. How long was she in there for? Was she in there for a while for you to know that? Hey, she's like, no, and that was the worst part. She, oh, she dropped it. She was, a, she was a quick pooper. There was no way Dang, for me to know I, until I went in there. I envy that. And then you look, no, me too. But then I'm gonna tell. I need to get in the zone. I'm gonna tell you what got me. Is I sat down and I said something fast and she couldn't tell what I said and I could tell she was nervous. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because at first I was like, well, maybe it was the person before you that went in there and pooped because you was only in there for a little bit. But I, what if she was nervous? Like, dang, it wasn't even me, but he thinks it's going to be me. No. I, I, I would have came out like, dang, somebody blew it up in no, there. No. Man. I would have came out lying. Because I, like, I know the look on my face when I'm guilty of a poop and she had that look. I would have came out straight lying. Man, somebody in here was not playing. Hold your nose, man. Like. I envy the quick poop though. I really do. And let me let me let me just put this out there. This was a while ago, so I don't want nobody to think like me. <laughs> he didn't like, call me back because he thought like, I pooped. Like, like if it, if it, if it's not you, it's not you. I don't want it's nobody, a play at the plate. I don't want safe. To, I don't want nobody calling me or texting me talking about what you talking about me. If you didn't poop, but, then it wasn't you. But then you. the question is, when is it okay to poop? In what, front of a sick, what, a sick other. So, so that was the other question is like, when, do, when, do, like, could you, if some, if a girl, if you, you know, in your single days, if a girl invited you over and you had to poop at her house, 
are and you know time is of the essence are you taking a long time to get there to poop at home or are you gonna poop at her house star is you next so go ahead get your answer ready usually i would go home though in the middle, like so, okay, y'all. Went, I don't. Y'all. I don't think there's been too many times where I've been over somebody's house and I've like had to really use the bathroom. See, or whatever. you got a strong stomach. I got to poop all the time. Yeah, I mean, I know my time schedule though. Like, I, I know, like between now and we'll get in a fight. Okay, look, start. Ah, what a, so you, if you had a dude's house and you got to poop, what's your response? Not pooping. I'll wait. So t- technically, you'd leave. You'd find. I'd it. wait. But what if you can't wait? If I got the shards, that's different. If it's a solid one, I can wait. Hmm. Recently, my stomach contest has been different for I the remember last you two saying years. That. So because you like, don't eat meat no more. No, nah, no, I'm it's no. It's getting been, worse. No, it's been like that. Uh, it's been like that when I, when I was eating meat. Like, but I just now I don't know what I would do. Like, you don't with, know if it's gonna be solid or sharks? with this current stomach I got. No, I don't even know. <laughs> like, no, that's real. Because now, like, even now, like, like my stomach gargles when I got a burp now. So I was like, all right, I'm getting old. Like, it's just, like, all kind of weird And then stuff. you be eating bananas, and then it just take a whole I haven't had a banana in a while. I eat a lot of oh, vegetables. I had one, Broccoli. Okay, I got nervous. But see, I know what foods do it to me. Broccoli do it to me. Like, And y'all bringing up a good point about your stomach maturing, probably not for the better. Because I used to always think it was funny when people would say, like, I had to fart, and I didn't know if it was going to be a fart or, or a shark. And I'd be like, that ain't a real thing. And then I turned 32. I'm 32 now. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. You know that, and then, you know, older people, they don't mind telling you. Like, I mean, there's this woman at my job. She's like, oh, yeah, I get real gassy. And I was like, yo, she just don't care to say it. You know I got to know. I know. I'll tell you later. I ain't going to say who it was. <laughs> but I was like, damn. She's like, yeah, you know, it just get me real gassy. And okay. I was like, damn. Okay, so real quick, just to just to put a bow on the poop conversation. So what about with significant others? What's... I don't think I've ever pooped in front of a man I was dating. Huh. My girl got this thing where she liked it. Nah. No, <laughs> no. I ain't gonna do it. No. I, ain't gonna... I caught it. You know, it's funny. But the only reason I caught it is because I can only imagine that text when she get to it. Like, everybody knows we're together. Yeah. Stop it. I was like, yeah, She's one of the few listeners that make it past an hour and 20. I was going to say, yeah, because then when I see her, I'm going to have to be like. <laughs> hey, even, the, even the drop was farting. <laughs> <laughs> next question, man. All right, next question. Definitely. Wait a minute. I got a question for y'all. Y'all know how to get gum out of your shirt? Why would we have gum in our shirt? First of all, you've been a kid before. I just want to know. Has? Oh, you, everybody. I came out grown. How, all right, if you get gum in your shirt. Or you, you sit all as an adult, so okay. that's yeah, good point. Okay, you, don't be you sitting gum or whatever. Do you know how to get it out? No. Google. Damn. Okay, so I thought I was just tripping there. I don't think I've ever had. I've never I, had gum on yeah. my clothes. She she asked me before I came here, and I was like, everybody knows that, so everyone does not know that. How do you get gum out of your shirt? So you just rub it with ice, and then when it gets hard, you just peel it off. It comes off like that. Oh, I would have guessed that because other things. Yeah. Making it hotter would have not like been the move because it would just get worse. It's stickier. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say if I got gum on something, chances are I don't want it no more. That's I don't just even me, know though. how you get gum. This a kid did this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I've done it too though, so I knew I had gum in my hair as a kid, and they used ice to get it out when I had hair on top of my head. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> next I question. Won't, next. Question. So you I got gum ask. stuck to your skull. Now, I, now it don't even matter. <laughs> It just come right off. It don't even matter now. It's just cool, fam. We good. Okay. All right. So last question. It's like a, a multifaceted question. 
Do y'all remember what were some of the alcohols y'all remember when y'all was a kid? We talked about this, didn't we? Alize. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cause I was talking to my aunt during the Super Bowl. Oh, we did talk about this, but not on air. Okay. We remember we were at Miss Rhonda's birthday party and we went on a oh, whole yeah. list for thirty five minutes. Half these Let's just share with oh no, 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 no. So I got I got something in specific. Y'all ever had a daiquiri? Yeah. That's I've, a daiquiri. I've tasted one. Whatever I've never, they make. It's like it's, it's rum, like a slushy, right? isn't it? Yeah, it is a slushy. Because we started naming off all these drinks, and I was like, I've heard of these drinks. It's rum, right? I don't know. It's clear liquor for sure. Well, some rum. Somebody in here listening right now, like these fools. Well, no, I think Star is right, and I think you're definitely wrong. Okay. All right, fam. Let me while y'all talking. All right, fam. All right. So, what about a mai tai? Y'all have right, one of those? <laughs> yeah. What's a mai tai? Spell daiquiri. D a q. Look, hey, I'm telling you, there's some kings out here said the Curie. No, look, and I got the red line under mine, so I'm stopping the DAQ. <laughs> the Curie. I know Mai Tai has rum in it as well. Rum, sip. Um, the is a family of cocktails <laughs> whose main ingredients are rum, citrus juice, and sugar, or uh, or the sweeteners. Okay. There is no ice. Gotcha. What's in a Mai Tai? All I know is rum. If you can't tell, I really like rum. Mai Tai? Yeah. Mai Tai has rum. You looked it M-I- up? M-A-I. And C-A-I. have y'all ever had a pink panty? No. Come on, fam. I can't even go hold like. On, hold on, hold on. Pink panty. Is that like the lemonade one? There we go. See? And then so I think yeah. that must have been an Mai Tai LA, is rum. An LA thing. Because the majority of people I asked, they're like, no, nah, I've never had a pink panty. And I was like, oh, okay. Because that was Did like. they have LA water? Well, that's that we we went on that hall, though. <laughs> that little escapade. incredible Hulk. Okay, um, that's all I had. Star, I'm not gonna read any of your tweets today. Pink okay. panties. Tell me, thank you. Thank you. Oh, pink panty is iced. Yeah, because it's uh it's made with frozen pink lemonade mm. as the the main ingredient. Why? If you're wearing pink panties, I'm gonna judge you. Why would you judge? Why? I was gonna say that's like a Victoria's Secret staple. Pink. Yeah, their brand I think, is literally I think, called pink. I was gonna say, Carl, you you ain't seen no draws in your lifetime, have you? Pink is normally on black shit, so now. she don't wear that. Who? <laughs> nah, I like it with it all. Okay, I've never been a lingerie guy. Are you a lingerie guy? This is this is content. Uh, you, you a lingerie guy? It doesn't fit me the right way. That's oh right. wait, you mean on women? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not for real. Like I, I've 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 had women really get in their bag, and I was like, yeah, this don't do it for me though. Like. I just want you to take all this off. I don't. You don't need all that. Well, no, no, no. I think the the worst one is when a girl thinks she's getting sexy for you, and that's not like your bag, because sexy is a spectrum. So what you know what I mean? Like what might work for you might not work for me, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I think more importantly is like instead of being a lingerie guy, that should be a conversation you're having with your partner. Right. That's like a a conversation. Yeah, I like I like my girls real though. I, I want you to have like the black bra and then the drawers that don't match. Wow. So I am. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm that guy. I'm just odd, but that's just. Now that we have Adore Me, there's no need for that. What is that? Adore Me is a bra and panty site. They sell <laughs> matching bras and panties on a low. It don't have to be your day to day, but you need to at least have some sets. So you be matching? Sometimes. Mm. Not on a daily, but like if I need to, yeah. Okay. And it's I'm, I'm laughing on the inside right now because I feel like if Carl was a woman, his drawers and his bras would never match. Ever. They wouldn't. And they'd be like bad not matching. Like he'd have an orange bra on and some like. 
and, and purple panties, and would be in the off or be in the HR office because he would come to work every once in a while with no bra on at all. <laughs> you do that now. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't comb my hair every day either. Oh, uh, okay. Star, can you hit me with the tagline? I know you don't like social media, but uh. So I came across something funny, and I was like, "Yeah, this is true," but I wanted to get your spe- perspective specifically, Star. Do you feel like men have a hard time apologizing regular? Oh, I'm so freaking glad we're talking about this. <laughs> hey, fam, I be sending him like eight or nine articles. He'll never use my shit. Hey, bro, got some pride issues. <laughs> so look at his face. Star, what 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 do you think? I'm gonna fight it myself. Do you guys have an issue apologizing? Yeah, like, but like, just actually giving like, the apology. What? I'm sorry. Yes, like I, I was wrong. And you no, know, and I was gonna say, and admitting fault within the apology. Um, it depends on the guy. I've had some guys be like, "I'm sorry that you, you know, I'm sorry that you were hurt because <laughs> okay, that's you did I'm... X, Y, and Z." <laughs> and I'm like, "So you're not sorry? No, I'm sorry that you. Nope." Nope. So, so can I read you a few of these? Sure. That, that, I just that, I, I, that women provided as to the ways that men typically apologize to them. So, first one is, I'm sorry if you felt like I did that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one before? Mm-hmm. I've definitely used that one before. I'm sorry that you felt uh, that way. Okay. I'm gonna tell you a story when we get off mic. What did I even do? Remind I don't me. even know why you're so mad. I'm sorry, but this is on you. I'll apologize once you apologize first. Apologize. That's not fair. Um, I'm sorry that you feel that way about me. I thought I made it clear I didn't want a relationship while also saying I love you and I want to start a family. That is the worst. I told... It wasn't my intention to hurt your feelings. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot how sensitive you are. So it's like, I'll give you... I've gotten that one before. I'll, I'll give you the apology, but then... Oh, this used to be my line. Believe what you want. Nasty, because you want them. We you you want them to believe you anyway. Believe what you want, mm-hmm. but nah, I need. I really need you to believe me. Hold on, couple more, couple more. But it's not believe what you want. I need you to believe me. It's usually I am lying. No, that's what I'm saying. I I, but I need you to believe me. Though. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, you don't right. say that. You just believe what you want. I don't be doing it on purpose, though. <laughs> Why that remind me of uh, Tyrese and Baby Boy? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, here go, here go, another good one. Uh oh oh you really mad? I didn't know you was really mad. <laughs> oh you mad mad? Yo the dismissal is nasty. All right, like, and you know dudes be doing that. Oh man, I hate that our cool demeanor. Like you know when people ask you, I you know what I really hate is like, and maybe this doesn't happen to y'all because y'all be single me out on this. But I got like, one more. I just feel like you know women be trying to be like real cool with me, so then they want to talk to me about they dudes, and I'm like yo yo listen like you about to have me out here sounding like a sucker right now. Here's the best one. I'll apologize if it means we can stop talking about this. Yep. I ain't never heard that one. That's new. Or they may not say it, but they're fine. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the same thing. Are we done? Is we finished or is we done? I said sorry. We still talk. See, this is why I be acting like that. Oh, my God. I'm too good at this. (laughs) Um, Carl, so why do you think that we are so opposed to actually apologizing? I'm not. And I was actually just talking to someone about this like a few days ago, man. It's like we've talked about here and I've been fake about it because I just haven't had a lot of thought. But what really grinds my gears, male or female, is if somebody can't admit when they wrong. That bothers me for some reason. I know I should let that go. 
But I feel like people should apologize if they're wrong or acknowledge the fact that they're wrong. I just feel like the world would be such a better place if we did that. Probably just be getting in people's way, though. Like, like terribly so. So. Okay. I did have one more question before we moved on. So I'm going to just jump back to questions by Cease real quick. Um, when you guys are working jobs and you put in your two weeks, is that two weeks actual work time or are you on vacation? It depends. What does it depend on? How much vacation I got. Because sometimes you can cash your vacation. If you get paid out, out for it, yep. Yeah, I'd rather work my two weeks and you just pay me my cash. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about vacation like you didn't show up to work. You showed up every day. But are you actually doing work within those two weeks or do you feel like you're entitled to just ride off into the sunset? Oh, for sure. I'm going to work really hard. Um, I'm going to give that job everything I got. That didn't even sound realistic. That you was didn't... the point, man. I, I got well, like, to make it sound, you know, legit. Uh, I don't know who's listening to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Nah. Um, I mean, it depends because I've left some jobs where um, my heart was in it. I just like had to leave. So in those situations, I was like, I want to wrap this up very nicely for you so that whoever comes in after me will be able to pick it up and continue it. I've had other situations where I was like, F your couch. Not doing nothing. I think I've only put in the two weeks once. What dictated the F your couch situation? Um, Just kind of how it went down. Like, it was just not like a cool situation. Mm. And like I felt like I was passed over for something I deserved that I was told that I was the best. Oh, I know for. exactly what job this yeah, is. Yeah, so it was like, okay, cool. Deuces. Like you asked for this. <laughs> I've actually quit more jobs on the spot than I've given my two weeks. What What leads you to do something like that? Usually, like a reprimand. Hmm. So you don't apologize. No, I do. If, <laughs> if I'm wrong, yeah. But I'm not too so blinded to the point where I won't like admit like, yo, I made a mistake. But in them, you know, people are, like, vindictive, especially when they try to get people out. You know, they, they do nasty things. Mm-hmm. So, which is, you know what? Do you guys, like, like? and I, I wanted to ask, I had a nasty experience at the DMV that day I called you. Mm-hmm. Right after I called you, this lady had an attitude. Do you guys ask for supervisors? <laughs> I want to speak to your manager. Do you guys really do that? No, though? that's just scary. There's, there's, there's only one occasion in which I asked for a supervisor. And what was that? I'm I'm dying to know. When I'm I just... when I'm when I'm talking to people from from the bank. Because mm. I, you know what I mean. Like I, I just at at the end of the day, because I think what was it? They were trying to charge me for an account for that for years. I was getting for free, and I was like, well, at what point do you notify the person that? Because then I think it was when I transitioned from being like under twenty five to being a certain age and I wasn't eligible for the free account anymore. And I was like, at what point do we not like send an email or, you know, y'all alert me about every other thing. Open up a savings account. You can get $150 for referring a friend. Right. But when I'm about to start getting charged for an account. You're just like, oh, he ain't going to notice. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then the person that I was talking to, I could tell that they just weren't, I was like, no, 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 no. If I'm gonna spend this fourteen ninety nine or whatever it was, I was like, somebody gonna have to give me a better explanation of, you know what I mean, uh, rather than, oh, that's just how it is. Mm. So the person just seemed misinformed. So I was like, no, 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 go get a supervisor. Well, supervisor gonna tell you the same thing. I said, well, then go get them so they can tell me the same thing. <laughs> and you know what happened? And sometimes I do it just to be a jerk. Too. Yeah, because then because because so, sometimes people have an attitude and it's like, well, now I need you to own that. You know what I mean? If you thought it was just going to be an interaction between you and I and you was going to be able to say whatever it is that you wanted to say, now I'm gonna, you know, I want you to have the fear of me saying it to somebody else because you know what also happens when you bring up a supervisor sometimes? It doesn't even need to get to a supervisor. People switch their tune. Mm. And I, the reason why I brought that up because you just said that right now is because like I feel like mm, 
30, 40% of the workforce, this is just a guess off the top of my head, have a good relationship with a supervisor. Because we've had supervisors together where certain things we would just laugh off. You know what I mean? Now, you know, if you're in a different situation, you know, and you don't have a really good relationship with your supervisor, I can see there is, you know, just cause for being scared. But, I mean, for most people, I'm like, yo, what's the point of me asking a supervisor when uh, once I get up out of here, they're going to laugh at me anyway and say I'm tripping? Just me. Yeah, when do you call your own supervisor on yourself? <laughs> if something's risky, I'm tripping. If something's risky, I'm like, yo, listen, let me holler at you real quick. <laughs> like, let me just tell you to run down before it gets to you. I used to, to go to our old supervisor, and I'd be like, look, I just hung up on this person, so they probably gonna call you. But I'm about to go for a walk. And to that point, it's <laughs> that's like comparable to telling your parents your grades before they come in the mail. Because my thing is like, look. I, I would tell people, because, you know, we deal with some pretty hostile situations at right. times. And I tell them, you know, well, being disrespected is not in my job description, and I'm happy to help you. But if you continue talking to me like this, I will discontinue the call. Mm. Like, I just straight up tell them, like, I, I don't get paid enough to be disrespected. And so I will give them a warning, and then I'm like, okay, thank you. Have a great day. We'll speak later. Hang up. And then I walk, <laughs> I'd march on over there. I just hung up on this person. They'll probably be You knew to walk you. away because they called back, too. Oh, yeah, they called, and he's like, oh, yep. And then I tell them what it is usually, and I'm like, I'm going for a walk. So they're going to call while I'm not in the office anyway. One lady Goodbye. called me out on that. She called me back and said, did you hang up on me? I said, nah, man, we lost connection. I'm sorry. Oh, no, on the work phone? <laughs> <laughs> you sitting in the office and you lost connection? I was like, yeah, it was definitely the desk phone. Oh, no, I would have definitely watched it ring, maybe push ignore. I wanted to see what she had to say back, and she was like, you hung up. She didn't even say hi. You hung up on me. I yes, was like, yes, I did. I was like, nah, I lost connection. I'm sorry. No, see, I, I would have. I, I absolutely did. And or I'd hit people with the, do you realize I'm the only person who can help you? And this is how you're speaking to the only person mm, who can help you. That's that's, that's toxic too. That's <laughs> how is that a threat? I like, I like it. No, but we like it. I like to put things in perspective. But he liked it though. That's I like just, I that's liked it too. Putting things in perspective, like you're yelling at me and going in on me. I am the literal only person who can help you right now. Keep on, you ain't getting. Sh- <laughs> like, that's, <basically laughs> that's not what, what I said. said. I, I do want to say it. Ties you do want to say that. But I'm just simply saying. If you need help from me, is this the best way that you think? Do you think this is going to motivate me to do what you need me to do? No. In fact, just ask for what you need and we'll go from there. What you want? Black people don't even tell you when you're going to miss an exit. (laughs) They just wait for you to pass it and say, where are you going? (laughs) It's so true. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. Sorry, my bad. I didn't. I just, I seen it and I was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that video. It's funny because it's true. Okay, um, are y'all ready for another round of, and I, I absolutely love these. I don't know what, how I keep finding these, um, of Am I the Asshole? That's the segment? Well, yeah. That's, we've oh, done, yeah. We've done this a this couple times. This was Dick and the Peanut Butter. Oh, yeah. That's, that was the first one. Mm. All right, so Am I the Asshole? The young lady wants to know. I got married to my husband last year. Yep. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Off the rip. When, when, oh, Carl. You got to watch Married at First Sight. Go ahead. Go ahead. When we met, I honestly thought he was the man of my life. Um, he was sweet and handsome, and we had a lot of things in common. I told him uh, I told him in our first date that my dream is to have a fairly large family, since I'm the eldest of six siblings, and he agreed with me. He also told me that he came from a large family and that he dreamt of being a father. As our relationship evolved, we moved together. We agreed we would only start having children after getting married. 
Five months after our wedding, we were still unable to conceive and I didn't understand what was going wrong. I thought the problem was me and I honestly suffered a great deal of pain thinking my body was incapable of having a baby and therefore therefore was also ruining my husband's dream of having a family. Two weeks ago, we were at a family gathering for his sister's birthday. I was helping in the kitchen and praised my mother-in-law for such a large, beautiful family. My husband's sister jokingly said they only wish we also wanted to continue our tradition of having at least three kids. So I told her that we had been trying to conceive. They all got deadly serious in that moment. She took me outside the kitchen and told me my husband had a vasectomy before he met me and that he always made it very clear that he did not want kids. I confronted him and he told me that this is true that he didn't tell me anything because on our first date that he was sure I was the woman of his dreams and that by telling me that he didn't want a family, he would scare me off. I'm currently living in my mother's house and she supports my decision of divorcing him, but some of my friends and cousins think I'm exaggerating. I do love him very much, but I feel betrayed. Am I really such a horrible person if I don't want to be with him anymore? She's not horrible, but this is 2020 and you can still have a baby with a man who had a vasectomy. How do I know? Because I know someone who is going through that right now. I can only imagine the procedure he got to do. It's IVF. They just go ahead and get it out and put it in. Yeah. But the, so the question is, my thing is, she's definitely not an asshole because he straight up lied. Like, it wasn't even just, uh, I'm going to omit. Like, straight up lied. I want a big family, too. I want these things. That's the problem. And who knows? Because if he had been honest with her, she might have been like, you know what? Honestly, I felt a little bit pressured by my family. To continue traditions of big family, I'm actually cool off that. But if you're not open and honest, you don't give the other person the space and opportunity to have the conversation. And then, again, my biggest thing when it comes to dating is do not make decisions for me. You allow me to make every decision that's going to impact my life. Like that one. She could have chosen to stay with him. But now he made that decision for her. And now they have to deal with a pretty pricey divorce. Carl, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I think he's the asshole. To be honest with you, absolutely. I don't know how old she is, but if that lady's like thirty three, thirty four, I imagine she's gonna hit a period where she's gonna want to be by herself for six months, find herself, you know, be at the club in Hakkasan in Las Vegas or something. Hakkasan sucks. Yeah, it does. I, well, you know, I don't know if she's. Lil John be there, but it's trash. Of the Hakkasan variety, unless they want to sponsor us, no, then it, we love Hakkasan MGM. You know, but or she likes to go to the Luxor, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. OK, she's going to have that period of time where she's going to want to find herself. She's going to meet a guy or meet a few guys. And now it's two years and you're 36 years old trying to hurry up and have kids. So kind of reminds me of the girl from 90 Day Fiance, where she like hit that realization that, you know, her husband didn't uh, want to have kids. And Mike she did. And Natalie. Yeah. And she's 38. 39 it's like yo that time clock is ticking boy and mike is like oh pump your brakes you don't know how many mics you're gonna run into you know and we've had take care of himself and we've had conversations about you know women you know sticking it out and hoping that they get a baby some of them have gotten their victories in 2019 towards the the latter part (laughs) years of years of waiting they didn't got their victory so i don't know what you're talking about oh you do Okay, you do. we're gonna move on because he, he, he went somewhere different. He do uh, back back to another question by Cease. When y'all buy a case of water, y'all leaving it on the floor or y'all Absolutely. putting them away? <laughs> Maybe it may not come out of my car. Is that, is, wait, no, let me ask you a question. Is that a black thing? Nah, it's just no, a that's a life thing. Where are you gonna put a forty eight pack in the fridge? 
No. Especially when you pull it out the blue Lexus. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about no, now. No, it has to stay on the floor. There's no other she place She put for about it. five of them things away. <laughs> and then, the and rest. then do y'all drink cold water anyway? No, I like warm water. I like room temp water. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna read a letter. Oh, that, we interesting. He's that, a minority. That somebody. That somebody. Uh, Rose a serial yeah. killer. Um. So this is a letter from an employee or to an employee from their employer. And tell me what you would do if you received this letter from your employer. Mamba out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a good shot. What can man. I say? Mamba <laughs> out. That was a good shot. You better be glad I can't do two things at once. It's cool. It's cool. Time has passed. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because it didn't work anyway. Hey, it makes you feel better. I pressed the button and it said, Kobe! There we oh, go. Oh, there it is. All right. So, this is the employer. As you, uh, as you may know, many companies still use credit checks as part of their hiring process. This is to ensure that the employee can be trusted to make sound financial decisions, um, has the maturity to manage his or her own financial affairs, and, and to show signs of financial distress that might indicate risk of theft or fraud. While we do not conduct these checks at this time, the gist of the check is valid to us. So let's stop right there. Do you feel like, have you ever experienced that where you've had a job where an employer did a credit check? I've had one. I've had several. No. Carl? No. Do you feel <laughs> do, do you feel like that would be appropriate grounds to either not get a job or to p- potentially be reprimanded at a job? I think it should be. I agree. Only reason why I say that is because now that we work like this type of job, I, I mean, I've seen or, or we've been around mm-hmm. people that have bad financial like acumen. Yeah. And it kind of shows in their work, too. Like you have you don't have an ability to like plan out thoughtfully. And it shows in their work. And we deal with a lot of and I, I guess I'll just call it donations that aren't always like appropriately accounted for. So I think that that is something that needs to be taken into consideration. How will a credit check help that? Um, It'll just kind of show you like where a person is at. So if you got two employees. Don't and do that because you won't date to do with bad credit, let alone want to work with somebody with bad credit. But that's somebody I'm choosing to spend my life with. You get what you get at work. You spend more time with the people at work than you do what you do. But it don't impact I, my I'm, personal life. I'm going to keep reading. We have noticed for some time the condition of your vehicle and wanted to discuss the matter with you. All right, now that. <laughs> we will follow up this email with a personal meeting, but we wanted to document the conversation. They check the spider. Unless spi- you drop in uh, let at me finish. least the down payment. Let me finish. They check the spider out. It's over. Since, of course, your annual <laughs> salary is... Stop touching me. And you're going to laugh at me. You can't Shit ain't got a third gear. You ain't got to touch me while you laugh at me. It went from funny to disrespectful after the seventh and eighth slap. Specifics. I'm sorry. Star. She got a RAV4 now. Star. She can laugh, man. Unhand me. You're not. Thank you. Don't touch me. Well, you're touching me again. I always touch you. But you're laugh. laughing louder and louder. Now I'm laughing at you, not at the joke. Carl. <laughs> you keep it clean, though. I don't. <laughs> I don't care about no car. Hey, so if I had to get your car right now, you got to reach back Ooh, and put stuff in the back seat? To pick with you, too, what? I drove home to go visit the Lakers, the Staples Center, for the Kobe tribute. And my dad was like, 
I thought somebody was gonna put your license plate on. All right, so <laughs> since of course your annual salary is known to and us, and he didn't do it by the way, so I still need you to do it. For okay, me, I got you. Thank you. Uh, is known to us, and a newer and more appropriate looking vehicle should be within your financial reach. It is our concern that perhaps you are having a difficult time financially. Frankly, Maybe you got gambling problems. Frankly, the concern is that you uh, that if you cannot afford a newer vehicle, then either you may be susceptible to fraud, or that you are not responsible for the position that you maintain. To be even more frank, it just looks bad. Please let us know if there's a reason that you have not upgraded your vehicle before now. If it is a financial matter, then we will need to know the details of the problems you are having. Perhaps it is as simple as you do not know the concern you are raising. Otherwise, please address the situation as quickly as possible. We will be happy to refer you to a dealership who we have worked with in the past. Sincerely, the vice president and the president of finance and administration. What do we think? That's a different world, though. I can't speak to that. It sounds like it's a really high-up, ritzy company. You can't just be coming in there, you know, in a Ford Escort. You know, and everybody else got Bentleys and stuff like that. I mean, it image does matter, and there are certain positions where image matters even more. And so, in those regards, if it is a, if it, if it's painting the company in a negative light, just like we had that conversation about Homeboy uh, on the date, and she was like, "Oh, let's not take your car." Like, if the image is going to impact your relationship with clients the outcome of accounts, things like that, I can understand why they would have that conversation, but I also feel like if it's that important, you should just provide a company car Um, because someone gets to do with their money what they please, regardless of what you think. So if image is that important, provide a company car. Have that be part of their salary. Here's your new vehicle. Boom. Okay, fair enough. I was just wondering because I thought it was an interesting thing to bring up so i was kind of looking through the comments to see what other people were mentioning and they brought up the point that you brought up is depending on the job it could be seen as a viable request um, but i feel like those jobs are few and far between um and they definitely haven't been any of the jobs that i've worked at where i felt like somebody i, I would have taken that to an attorney and said well how much money can we stand to get because right this, yeah this is a, but again i still don't see why they would need the credit check for that Oh, no, no. Again, I've I've seen multiple jobs where it's like, we're going to do a drug test. We're going to do a background check. We're going to do a credit check. I've never seen a credit check. Yeah. Or at least not for nothing I applied to. Okay, so I got one more Am I the Asshole? And then I got a story to tell. And then we can go ahead and get up out of here. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, actually, Carl, do you want to tell your story? You want to talk about... P. Diddy and Mace, or we good to go past that? Uh, I want to talk about because they talk about it on another podcast I heard today. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's see where to go. I want to be, but we could talk about exploitation th- is real in general. Capitalism uh, and exploitation is real. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, is this the one? But it's different when it's amongst your own, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. For who? It's way worse. I get what Mace is saying, but then again, I also get like the context of what I heard in this other podcast, where it's like 20 years ago, like that catalog. I mean, you're not getting Mace without Diddy. That's what they were really pretty much saying. Like, if you were to imagine him anywhere else, you weren't going to get Mace at that same level without Diddy. Like, Mace is who he is because of Diddy. Just like I could say the same thing with like Young Buck and G Unit. Like, 
yeah, Young Buck is a cool rapper, but I mean, we really cared about Young Buck when he was on G Unit. As soon as he was gone and left that fifty co-sign, it wasn't the same. Didn't hit the same. It's not a music podcast. No, it's not a music podcast. Oh, and you do me. <laughs> 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 you fake. Oh man, Star, you look like you was about to make a comment. No, she was thinking. No, I mean it. Just it's it's. I, I don't know enough about the actual story to make a full-blown assessment, but, I mean, nobody becomes a millionaire or billionaire alone and without the little people doing their thing. And when the little people aren't – and he's not even a little – like, you know, he was mace, but when people aren't compensated appropriately, it just is what it is. Are you a believer that for some to thrive, others have to kind of falter? No, I think there's more than enough for everybody. I operate in abundance. My lifestyle is about abundance. There's more than enough for everybody. I don't know about that. I think about that all the time. Well, that's the capitalist mindset, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting because we had this, um, I went to this discussion and we were talking about unemployment and they were like, yeah, people celebrate like, oh, unemployment is so low. Uh, instead of being like, how do we get unemployment to be zero? And it's because in order for capitalism to work, unemployment has to be a thing because everybody has to know they're replaceable. So you literally need unemployment to maintain the status quo. Like mm. it was deep. It was deep. So like I got some other stuff happening in there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's deep. And not even just the unemployment, though, but the quality of jobs. There's people here that are working two or three jobs just to stay afloat, though. You know what I mean? Like, and so that's the thing, because they're saying like, oh, unemployment is low, but it's not low because people have well-paying jobs. It's low because people have two and three jobs to barely make ends meet. Yeah. And so that's not something to celebrate either. No. Like. And while we're saying that, I think a, a good tidbit that I, that I you know, at least want to express to people, because uh, I do want to at least chime in some messages in these podcasts, um, is that people got to lower their expenses. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you can afford it, that's cool. But if you can't pay for it three times over again, that's it's not for you. You, you got know. that from me, quoting Jay-Z. <laughs> it's the truth, though. I mean, a lot of people, well, they... said, if you can't afford to buy it twice, you can't afford it. But even beyond then, like... Because there's, like, a lot of, um, like, the millennial versus boomer talk where they're like, well, all of your coffee and avocado toast... My little four dollars and fifty cent isn't gonna what is not going to help me buy this house. Yeah, like, you know, so that's that's one perspective, and people should for sure be, um, be intentional with their money. But we also deserve to live and enjoy life. Yeah, like again, we lost Kobe at forty one. Imagine how many people are waiting until retirement to live. Like, I'm not here for that. You don't even know if you're going to even make it that you far. You don't know. And so I'm here for enjoying life, being responsible, knowing if you're going to do this, you have to sacrifice this. But I'm here for a living and I operate in abundance. It's a catch 22, though, because it's like me and Cease was talking two weeks ago because uh, they raised the HOA up in my area mm. and, and some lady was mad about $13. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yo, she's tripping about 13 bucks. But Cease brought up a good point. He was like. If she's been living here for 20-something years, HOA back then was probably a lot less, and she was complaining about, well, I'm on a fixed income. You just don't know if you're going to make it that far in life to even get there. Well, my mom tells me all the time in L.A., when they first started charging for parking at the beach, it was like, it'll only be a dollar. This just goes to beach cleanup. Now, some places, it's $20 to park at the public beach. That's nasty. And then then you also have to remember that, like, to the point that you were bringing up when we were talking about it, if something goes up $13... And your budget was tight. Well, your budget is tight. 
and you're retired and it's not going to increase at any point, that $13 means that much more because there's nowhere for you to get an extra 13 from. Unless you go work and you're tired of work. You retired for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know we started on Kobe, so I just wanted to end on Kobe too as a good bookend. So I got three quick things and then we'll we'll get up out of here. Um, so this is a story that somebody was telling. So I have a story. We lived in Phoenix. Frequently, uh, my and Tom's past would cross in our work. A pediatric cardiologist I work with asked me if Tom could get an autograph something from the Lakers for a five-year-old dying patient who was named Kobe. He was from one of the reservations in Arizona where basketball is life. I called Tom at the Phoenix Suns, making the request, believing that there would be virtually no way that this would happen. The Lakers were coming to play the Suns later in the week. A day later, Tom called me and said, he'll do it. I was thrilled and thought I'd bring a ball or something or whatever it was to work. Tom said, no, he read your story and he wants to come meet the little boy. I was floored. So the next day, with the support of the uh, Colangelo family, a limousine brought Kobe Bryant to my office. Under a cloak of secrecy, neither security or or PR people were informed. I got in a little trouble for that, but it was so worth it. The three of us scrambled up a back staircase to this little boy's room in cardiac ICU. For the better part of an hour, they played basketball, passing it back and forth with little Kobe laughing his sweet uh, laughing, his sweet mama smiling and laughing also. Several autograph items were left and many photos were taken. The machines keeping him alive were dinging, wearing and alarming. And his doc was just grinning from ear to ear as Tom and I stood nervously watching this unbelievable scene unfold before us. As we got back in the limo, Kobe turned to me and said, Kristen, what can I do to help? Is it a financial thing? Because I can take care of that. It wasn't. The little boy had a heart defect and it was too ill for transplant. I was floored. I was floored not only by not only by uh, Kobe and his sincerity and offer offer of generosity, but the kindness and warmth he displayed. But little Kobe passed away the following week. About three weeks later, I got a letter from little Kobe's mom describing the power in those moments. She said those were the most joyful moments of his entire life. The photos the photos were the only were the only photos she had of him smiling. According according to Kobe's PR people, he did this everywhere. But the deal was no PR. From that day on, he has been my hero. And when people would tell me they didn't like him, I would say, let me tell you a story. May God shine eternal light upon your soul. Kobe Bryant. So that was a story that I just relayed because it was transcribed. And then I got one more that I saw on TV and I was like, I have to find a link to this because I feel like this is something um, that will resonate with a lot of people. So just give me a second. We're going to do this one for Kobe. Anything for the culture while he's finding that? I got it. Nothing for the culture. Make sure y'all get out and vote. Voting season is upon us. They just sent me a link if I'm with Bernie right now. I don't respond because I don't want them to keep spamming me. It's likely that you're hearing many personal anecdotes about Kobe Bryant, so here's mine. I met Kobe one time backstage at an event for ESPN in New York, and I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, that's Kobe. I got to get a picture for the gram. Hmm. That's the picture. I didn't get it for a few minutes because as I approached him, he immediately commented on my rather large eight-month pregnant belly. How are you? How close are you? What are you having? Mm A girl, I said, and then he high-fived me. Girls are the best. I asked him for advice on raising girls, seeing as though he quite famously had three at the time. And he said, just be grateful that you've been given that gift because girls are amazing. 
His third daughter, Bianca, was about a year and a half old at the time, so I asked if he wanted more children. And he said that his wife, Vanessa, really wanted to try again for a boy, but was sort of jokingly concerned that it would be another girl. And I was like, four girls, are you joking? Like, what would you think? How would you feel? And without hesitation, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad. When it came to sports, he said that his oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player and that the youngest was a toddler, so TBD. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad, being a girl dad. Powerful. Indeed. We're all somebody's kids, so I think that, love you know, which, whatever her. way you choose to um, attach yourself to it, there's, there's a little piece of Kobe's story that we all can relate to. Um, Carl, did you have something for the culture? Is that why you brought that up? No, I just, you know, make sure you go out there and vote. Um, yeah. Get your taxes turned in early. Um, no, I'm serious. You got to get them taxes in early. Why? Because you might as well get your money back. You spend six months out of the year paying the government, they money or whatever, go ahead and get your money back. And then you need to talk to a tax person too so that you can go ahead and claim the right amount so that you get mo most of your money during the year and you don't have to sit here and wait for a, uh, a check that's already yours. I'm on this financial freedom stuff right now. I'm serious. I'm about to buy another house. I hear you. Uh, Y'all ready for the lead out song? Wait a minute. So star starring on for the culture? You ain't got for the culture? <laughs> she, she said no. I said no. Uh, I was not here, that I can think I of, I was here for Kobe. Kobe's for the culture. All yeah. Right. yeah. And with, with that being said. I'm he gonna hit me. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna play a little something for y'all and then we can get up out of here. Okay. Now, Star, do you know what this is? It's coming. Uh, <laughs> Y'all forgot Kobe had a verse. But I refuse to weep. Yet when I sleep, I feel tears trickling down my cheek. Okay. Go Kobe. Go Kobe. Go Kobe. 24. To the 8. He was definitely dating Moesha when this came out. With that being said, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Gigi Bryant. To the other seven passengers, to All the families, All rest in peace. Shout out to our new intern also, too. And that's a good point. I forgot about that. That's a good point. And I almost, and I almost let it slip without it. We're going to give him justice in the beginning of right, the episode. Right, I'm like, we can't do that now. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do it in the Beam, we, we got you. We actually have to have him come in and introduce himself. Yeah. Uh, the next time, we'll, we'll be a little more uh, planned ahead in terms of recording and you know, prayerfully, we won't have another tragedy that throws us off our game. Yeah, new Doug uh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new Doug. This has been another episode of <laughs> Grown, Grown Folks, Folks Business. Business.